the South Road Boys. Hello. Hello. How are you? I'm good. How are you? Yeah, I'm fine. That's good. How are you? I'm fine. Good. How are you? Oh, yeah, not bad too, thanks. Okay, good. How are you? Uh, yeah, not bad. Yeah, yeah good. Going all right. Yeah, no, nice. <laughs> How's it going? <laughs> yeah, good. How are you? How's your, how's your weekend been? It's all right. Good? Yeah, yeah, good. <laughs> nice. That's pretty much all we've got this week. Yep, and we're done. <laughs> anyway, what has been going on, Mr. Oh, International Jet Setter Extraordinaire? You know that I've had a very exciting weekend. Yes, you are looking slightly bleary eyed. Yeah, it's been. Um, I wouldn't look. There was a few drinks to be had. Couple just, of shandies. Just to, for those who didn't listen last week, um, go back and do it right now. Go and do it. Yeah, we'll wait. We'll wait. <laughs> <laughs> How are you? I'm oh, good, mate. How are you? <laughs> Welcome back. Welcome back to the um, same old podcast you listen to. Yeah. So when I went overseas from Tasmania, yes. to the glorious land of Melbourne, Melbourne, Australia, Australia not um, Melbourne, Florida, to go no. <laughs> To go and see the Anzac Day clash between Collingwood and Essendon. How fucking awesome oh, is look, that game? It was pretty good. Like that I atmosphere. Must admit. Like we had, I think it worked out there was 78,000 there, which mm-hmm. um, I believe, I don't know how many went to the Richmond-Melbourne game the night before. Mm-hmm. Um, was it the about? night before? Or that night? Yeah, I'm not sure. Who cares about those um, But what I was going to say is, I believe that that would now be the biggest crowd event in the world since COVID kicked in. Yeah, it probably would. Fuck, mm. I hadn't thought about that. Yeah, so that, I believe, would probably be a new record now. So that's now known as Ground Zero? <laughs> is that what we're saying? <laughs> <laughs> Imagine the I'd... contact tracing you're going to have to do oh, for that. Fuck. If one person in the next three days goes, oh, I've got the vid. <laughs> Don't worry, on the, the flight home, I was thinking about that. Yep. I was thinking, oh, God, if someone now tests positive, yep. every single person that went to that event will have to isolate. 70,000 people. And not only those people. 78,000 people, sorry. But then any other people, obviously, that that person has had other contact with also, whether it be um, shops, trains, trams, Correct. automobiles, Let's just, whatever. Let's just add 10 people. Mm. Almost a million yep. people we'll will have to. Split that out, yeah. Almost a million people will have. Oh, no, because you'll have common couples. So you'll have a family that might go. They True. won't have 10 individual people plus. Yeah. Half a million people, though, I reckon would be a reasonable guesstimate. <laughs> Just stay home. Fucking have a day. <laughs> the, the population of Tasmania has to isolate for 14 days. We stop the planes, put the drawbridge up, and the boat's not coming. Yeah, that's it. That's it. Done. Bro. See ya. We Thanks become a much. penal colony again. Send, <laughs> bring out your vid. <laughs> the Australian Defence Force will set up ships along the exactly. Bass Strait. It'll... <laughs> Anyone on a fucking canoe, exactly. you're going back, son. <laughs> it's going to be harder to get into Tasmania than it was Anzac Cove. There's no Angus beef coming from King Island now. No. None of that cheese. Oh, unless, of course, you can fling it via a trebuchet. <laughs> so, I'm very technical. <laughs> Fancy, fancy person. I wouldn't say a trebuchet is fancy pants. It's only a few hundred years old and invented by the French. <laughs> and I'm not sure that anything invented by the French is known as fancy pants. Well, that sounds fancy. Oh, actually, no. Sorry. I apologise to the French. And they, also our French listeners too. Au revoir. <laughs> because bonjour. I love you. Yeah. Don't worry about Joe. Je m'appelle Joe. <laughs> um, they did invent the DeLorean. And that is very fancy and pansy. Yeah, true. Yeah, I'll give it that. So it was my first Anzac Day football match. Yep. And I will say, score aside, because we didn't get a win, and to be honest, I wasn't real confident going in, because we're not looking that good this year. It wasn't the battle of the top teams, though. No, it wasn't. But the thing is, that also doesn't matter. No, it just does not. you're basically going along for one game, and as long as that game is a good game... Who cares? Then you've got your entertainment. And for... Three and a half quarters. It actually was a good game. Well, it was a close game. It and that's all and you front. can ask for. And yeah. when you've got 78,000 people who are just happy to be outside. Yeah. Like, And you can actually see like the joy just... on people's faces. And the really cool thing is too, because I gained a... And I didn't even think about this, but and it might have just been fluke. But because I actually jumped and got a membership to ensure I'll get a ticket. Yes, because they um, were rarer than hen's teeth. Yeah, which they always are for Anzac mm. Day anyway. Um, so I did that. Um, it meant that I was basically sitting in an area where um, there were other Collingwood members as well. Oh, great. And there was obviously some kind of event on, on Anzac Day, of course, as a bigger 
occasion, but there must have been something on because a bit bigger than I've got about four seats away. I've got Peter McKenna oh, sitting there. How was Pete? Um, old. Yeah. <laughs> He's looking dated, I've Is got to admit. Um, Nathan Brown was wandering around as well. Brownie, yes. Yeah, um, who um, was his brother played for you guys? Yes. and um, well, do you, or do you, No, he went to you guys. His brother played for West Coast, I think. I think so. I know his wife. They Christina. were twinsies. I know his, Chris, his wife, Christina. Yeah. Um, blonde hair? Uh, it's brownie blonde. Depends okay. on what the, the, the... Well, hang on. Cat's out of the bag. How blonde was it? <laughs> <laughs> Looked fairly blonde. I must have been. I wasn't. I mean, they were just wandering past when I was going the other With way. With his so. three daughters and one son? I think um, no, son... it was just the couple. Yeah, yeah. Unless it was his brother. That is possible because they are twinsies. There you go. Um, but he was looking very lean and very fit. And she is a very attractive lady too, I must admit. Um, so, well done, Nath. Um, but also, um, David Cloak. Cloakie? Was there as well. Yes. Um, so there was um, Peter Hillier. Because <laughs> he's always there anyway. Funny man, Pete. <laughs> yeah, because he's Collingwood mad. Yes. Um, but it was just, that's the really kind of cool part. As Pete or as... Um... No, just himself. Okay. Yeah. And so, did Joff, was Joff there? Didn't see Joff, but I don't know whether Joff is really in the circle anymore. Or does Joff only make himself known when he puts the jacket on when uh, it's too far to count? I don't know. Anyway. But, yeah, but it was that was kind of nice. So yep. seeing footy people around, that was actually really cool. It was a nice little um, bit of silver lining. Oh, good. Um, but no, it was a really good day. You know, being able to actually have that minute silence at the G. I've never done mm. it before. And doesn't uh, it go quiet? It does. Like, yeah. for almost 80,000 people, you're expecting to hear the occasional <laughs> or, you know, kids talking or whatever. But it, the only thing quiet. that uh, took the silence away mm. was a group of about 20 seagulls on the edge of the roof. <laughs> <that'll> go, <laughs> <laughs> mine, 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 mine. <laughs> And initially, too, which I was surprised. I mean, I know they do it for TV, but when they were doing a bit of speaky-talky stuff prior to that... You and your technical terms. <laughs> um, the helicopter was straight above the G, obviously filming down, saying how amazing it is, blah, 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 for live TV. But everyone's quite listening, and all you can hear is... Just yeah. And it's like, dude, you're going to have to fuck off. And they did. <laughs> yes. But I think they could have done it sooner. Okay. Um, but... You what know, are you going to do? Channel exactly. 7. But look, it was amazing. It really was. After what we've had the last 12 months, mm. to be able to go to a sporting venue with basically 80,000 people and just look around and go, wow, this is what life used to be like. And other than, obviously, a ticket and maybe a QR code when you went in, you'd have normal bag checks like they normally do yep. at the footy. Was that it? That was, was it. No masks or anything? Uh, no. Nothing. No, but you had one in the back pocket yeah, just in I case. Which I do find bizarre a little. Oh, no, I'll change that. It's a, let's not get into it too much, but the differences from one thing to another I find bizarre. Yes. Like, for instance, um, if I'm getting in an Uber, mm-hmm. um, they ask that you wear a mask. Yes. Um, but I can go and sit with 80,000 people next to them, people I don't know, mm-hmm. and it's all good, bro. <laughs> okay. And I get, I get the reasoning for it because that person can have contact with heaps of people. Yes. And it means that you're protecting yourself and they're protecting themselves. And... And uh, I suppose my argument is now going to be moot because you do have security and whatever. But when you're in an Uber, you're in someone's workplace. Mm-hmm. So they need to be protected in their workplace from people who actually in an Uber, you guarantee you know who it is because you have to book an Uber by an app. You do, yeah, exactly. Like it's right. not like you've hailed a yep, taxi. They and ask just um, basically in. that you sit in the back, not in the front at all, which makes sense. Which <laughs> for those people listening in America. <laughs> I know. <laughs> yeah. I think this is actually a really, this is a bizarre thing that the Americans they just, wouldn't get it. They just don't get. No. So, in the Australias, in the colonies, if you are a lone rider, um, or even if there's two of you, but generally if you're a lone rider, if you hail a taxi or even an Uber and it rocks up, most people jump in the front. You jump in the front. You want to have a chat. <laughs> you want to see where you're going. <laughs> Ask all the, how's your day been? You've been busy. And the person treats you like they've not heard that you know, sentence all day. And they go, no, yep. mate, all right. Where are you off to? You know, you have that, that chit-chat. Whereas in the States, I we were in the States once. And I went, we hailed a cab. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I'm about to jump in the front. And the blokes looked at me and was going, the fuck are you doing? <laughs> what are you doing, guy? <laughs> and I'm like... Get in the back. <laughs> I'm like, oh, 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 okay. Yep, fair enough. Not up for a chat then. <laughs> yeah, no, no, definitely not. So I had to lean between the front seats through the console. Hey, you going, mate? Going all right? 
<laughs> that annoying guy. And he's got this bulletproof capsule that he's sitting in, and I'm like, hello, hello. <laughs> <laughs> You're just wanting to chat. You don't want to shoot anyone. No, Joe, have a chat. That's what they call me. Yep. Uh, So, yes, look, I find it a little bit bizarre. But anyway, look, it is what it is. Mm -hmm. Um, As I kept saying all the time, even though a lot of the things don't really line up logically, the reason we're in the situation about to have 80,000 people in one venue is because we've done all this stuff up to now. And I suppose the only thing that has come out of this weekend, and for those people who, who may not be aware who aren't Australian, we've just had Anzac Day. So Anzac Day in Australia oh, that is just reminded me of something else. Is the I'll get to it in a second. <laughs> uh, the twenty fifth of April, uh, which commemorates the hundred and six years. So in I think it was nineteen fifteen, when the Australian and New Zealand Army Corps, along with the the, the British Army, uh, invaded Turkey to try and get part in World War One, and that was the day they landed on Gallipoli Beach. And so they they used that day to signify a remembrance of servicemen and women who have fought for our country in all wars and all conflicts um, from World War One up until fucking like now, Afghanistan and stuff like that. And so we treat that day and there's a dawn service and those people get remembered. Yep. Um, this last year, we weren't even allowed to meet. We weren't even allowed to do a dawn service at the War Memorial. We had to stand at the end of our driveway and, you know, hold a torch or yep. whatever. Everyone turn their radios on and... Listen to it, which was fine, which is, you know, it's a great way to pay respect. But this year they are allowed to. But some places were limiting the amount of people who could actually go to the dawn service, specifically in Melbourne. And I think you said there was about 8,000 that were allowed. Yeah, it was, it was 8,000 that – I was told there were 8,000 that could march or go to the – The senator? To the, or go to the march. So I'm assuming that would be the same for that as well because that would be – they're saying, okay, you can't have any more than 8,000 people going to the Anzac Day. Well, see, I know where we went because my daughter and I went to the, the dawn service in the thriving municipality of Olveston mm-hmm. um, and people weren't allowed to march with the veterans. So there was yep. a group of veterans who were allowed to march from the RSL club to the clock, uh, which is the War Memorial, and I reckon there would have been about 20, maybe 30. General public were allowed to attend but you weren't allowed, you weren't invited to march. Mm-hmm. And maybe because, fuck, some of those people were probably there on Anzac Cove. Like, they well, that, were. That would have been a lot of the argument with, um, like, the Melbourne scenario, too. Like, uh, a lot of people going to Anzac Day, especially the march, whatever else, there'll mm. be a lot of elderly. And oh, elderly yeah. are obviously the people we're protecting with COVID. Yes. But I can guarantee, fucking Peter McKenna wasn't real young at the footy. <laughs> <laughs> So, Big shout out to Pete. There's old people there too. Happy birthday, mate. <laughs> but speaking My, of the footy. Actually, hang on. Of stuff, one more right? thing. Yeah, right. The bugler that we had in Alveston, mm-hmm. was they play the last post or the, yep. the revelry or whatever it is. And that is a really hard piece of music to play because you're playing an instrument that has no keys. That's right. So all the change in notes and, and all that kind of stuff is simply done with the the way you move your mouth and yep. tongue and all that kind of stuff. I reckon the bloke... It's a sexual instrument. It is. It's the sexy instrument of all the brass yeah, instruments. No doubt. Um, that's, you create a true relationship. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Blowing your trumpet. <laughs> that's where the expression, blow your own trumpet, comes from. Um, I reckon one? I reckon he probably was there at, at, at Gallipoli. Like oh. He was an old fella. And he, it was a long walk up to the to the middle of the tower, mm-hmm. and there were a couple of notes that he maybe didn't get exactly how he wanted it, but fuck, people loved it. It was really, really good. Anyway, the footy. Um, I was just going to, a bit of a rant here. So, to add to the footy as well, because mm. I was there Saturday morning, flyover Saturday morning, mm-hmm. I thought, no, bugger it, I might go out to um, Victoria Park. Haven't mm-hmm. been out to Vic Park before, because the um, VFL team were playing. Oh, okay. Cool. And they were playing Essendon as well. Oh, great. So I've wandered out there, never been there before. I thought this is just Ubered out. Grassroots um, footy? Jump. Yeah, pretty much. Um, but the cool thing is, like I knew, for instance, um, Big Mason Cox, who mm, was an American guy that plays for Collingwood, um, hasn't been playing his best footy, so mm-hmm. he's gone back to the seconds. And so you love um, a bit of Big Cox? Love a bit of, love Big Cox. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and I cannot lie, you we other all brothers. Big Cox. <laughs> <laughs> you other brothers won't deny. <laughs> so... You go to Vic Park, I mean, you go to the MCG and you've mm. got 
tens of thousands of people and you, yes. you've got guards around the side on the, so people can't go out and streak or go out and stab the players or, or anything like anything that. Anything like that, yep. Even go for a, you can't even go for a hug. No. <laughs> you know I mean, in the old days, we'd go and hug can't, a footballer. Can't even high five. No, can't even do that. Not even a fist bump. <laughs> you know? So I thought I'd go out there and have a look. Yep. And it was great. So you got, um, obviously, the younger players that you don't really know. Like There's a couple of numbers I took when I was watching thinking, you guys actually look all right, so I'm going to research and work out who you are. Sure. Well, See if they come in the team. You might get a run next year. <laughs> exactly right. Yeah. yeah. So that was all good. Got to watch um, Big Coxie as well. It was mm-hmm. interesting watching him kind of close up. Yeah. And the, the cool thing about this as well is that it was a full-on, basically, family affair. Like, you got kids cruising around everywhere, kicking footies. It was like old-school football. Like your local grassroots. Yeah, and like, you know, half-time kids are going to kick in the footy on the actual on the oval and yep. all this other stuff. But um, as soon as I walk on the ground, Nick Maxwell, previous Collingwood Big captain. Maxie. Right there, ordering donuts. <laughs> I'm like, fuck, Oh, I thought right. you were selling them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he hasn't got that bad yet. But he's there, so that was all right. Yep. Um, but I'm just walking around and I said to one of the guys, when I just went for a bit of a wander to check out the ground, one of the security guys, I said, um, mate, is it, whereabouts is, do you grab a beer around here? I mean, you got footy, you always it's have a footy. Yeah. Um, he said, no, mate, it's actually a dry event, this one. You fucking what now? And I'm thinking, <laughs> fucking what? <laughs> what? Surely not. <laughs> but then he said, there's a bottle shop not far away. You can bring some takeaways in. Oh. <laughs> Champion. So I'm looking around, and everyone's just wandering around the ground with a six pack or four beers, oh, just having a beer. That's genius. So I wait till half time. Yeah. Because um, I was going to catch up, and obviously, um, with Ash. He was mm-hmm. over there, catch up with him afterwards. I thought I won't kick in too early. Yeah, of course. Otherwise, it'll be a very big night, and then I'll be a little bit seedy the next day. <laughs> yes. and the next day is the important one. But I just wandered up at half time and got a little four pack of cans and yes. enjoyed those in the second half. And Saved yourself $300. Um, yeah, pretty much. Because <laughs> it was what, $18 for a four pack or something. Which would have been, it been two about drinks. 12 bucks a beer, I reckon, if I'd um, exactly. actually bought it there. For a half So drink. that worked out all right. Yep. But even that, I thought that was bizarre. Like, you couldn't even do that down here. Can't you? I wouldn't think so. When was the last time you went and saw Wynyard versus Penguin? Like, uh, at the footy? I went, went and saw Penguin versus Devonport about yeah. two weeks ago. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> and <laughs> and I can weren't... guarantee no one was bringing takeaways in. There you go. Because you have to drink in a designated wet area as well. Yeah, but that's a licensing issue. True. So your security guard's probably giving you the bum steer that they don't actually have a liquor license. And you might have been pinged. For- no, he said that. Um, he said the the women's games we have beers available. Oh, okay. <laughs> I don't know why that was different. <laughs> so maybe that's to entice more people to go and see women's footy. Yeah, come for the women's footy and the beers, yeah, and stay yeah. for the blokes. <laughs> so, it's, well, that's what the women's footy do to be able to bolster the numbers for the blokes. Is that what it is? Yeah, yeah they get them in early. Yeah, get them half cut. <laughs> so, but no, that was a good day as well. Um, poured with rain. Did it now. time though. Yes. Absolutely bucketed down, which everyone rushed to the stands in yes. seconds. <laughs> but it was just it was just a really cool day. It was like old school. And who got the chocolates on that? Uh Esther got a win on that one as well. About the Bloody same hell. sort of points margin, I think. About yeah. thirty points. Yeah, so But no, it was a it was a good weekend in Little Melbourne, I must Excellent. admit. Uh, but the thing I wanted to rant about. Oh, I love a good rant. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> New Zealand. Oh, Bruce, what you doing? <laughs> New Zealand. New Zealand. Oh, don't forget we've got Bitmin. <laughs> New Zealand. What have Fuck. our neighbours across Look, the Tasman I get done to you? That they're part of Anzac Day. Yes, that's they are the <laughs> the NZ in Anzac. <laughs> that's that's there's a reason why they they're part of it. Yes. I get it. They are, and um and I don't recall. Years ago, and it probably did happen. I probably just didn't notice it. Mm. But I don't recall us singing the New Zealand anthem at the footy years ago. Do you yeah. know whether we always have or not, or whether I, I just have. blocked it out? You probably blocked it out because you never understood it. But I know that this year's dawn service, the marching band who played, mm-hmm. uh, played. They didn't play all of the New Zealand ac- uh, accent. They didn't play all of the New Zealand anthem. Yeah, I know why. But, yeah, fucking, it's bloody long. It's fucking long. <laughs> Exactly right. Well, so, I'd go to Victoria Park. Because they do it in English, and then they sing it in Fuck. Maori, and it goes on for a while. Go to Victoria Park, and they, of course, because it's a day prior to Anzac Day, they have the Anzac Day scenario where they all line up, and they do the anthems, yes. and they do the whole minute silence, all the rest. It's still really moving. It's great. Perfect. But I'm standing there, and I'm listening, and we're all mm. standing up, and New Zealand anthem comes on. And you're like, all right. And it's still going. Yeah. And then it's still going. Yep. I'm thinking, Fuck. <laughs> 
And then it finally finishes. Yes. I was like, thank Christ for that. <laughs> um, the Australian one comes on, fucking over and done within about 13, 14 seconds. Yeah, because they don't do all the verses. <laughs> no, we just go in. We just hit home. Get to the point. One verse, one chorus, done. Bang, done. That's all you need for respect. <laughs> you don't need You don't need to do fucking Stairway to Heaven <laughs> version of a fucking exactly. anthem. New Zealand, just, they've got to sort their shit out. <laughs> they've got to sort their they shit really, I get that they've got uh, the old Zealand version and yes, the New, New Zealand, Zealand version. version. I get that. Is it a mashup, you reckon? <laughs> I think so. <laughs> 12 inch remix. <laughs> 12 inch remix. But even at the G, like they're singing, and it was a great rendition of the song, got to mm. say. Um, but they're singing, even I'm looking around, everyone's just like, oh, for fuck's sake. Look, just get on to the next one. Pass off! <laughs> I never realised how long it is. Yeah, it really does go for a while. Oh, just It's value for money. Like, if you're going to pay someone to write an anthem, they got value for money out of the Kiwi anthem. Yeah. They really did. Just Mind you, just I, I... Apparently, the um, the Greek anthem... Yasude! Apparently, is the longest anthem. I did a bit of a Google search earlier. Is it now? Apparently so. Mm. Is it longer than this podcast? <laughs> I think the New Zealand one is. Right. Okay. Yeah, I'm trying to go and get three beers. <laughs> Come back for the the Australian anthem even started. Oh, perfect. Yeah, it was good. So for that, it was great. Yeah. Yeah. So um, The other thing that I did love about the day as well, I must say, because mm. um, I love the respect side of Anzac Day. Yes. Uh, is that when they had uh, some veterans and they also had people currently in the forces and so forth going around in the motorway. Oh, they did a motorcade as motorcade, well. Motorcade, that's what I was after. Yes, yeah, so it was probably about... I don't know, eight to ten cars going around the MCG. Yep. Uh, in which they were announcing who they were and what they'd done or what they currently do. And were they veterans? Uh, some were. Some were current. Currently serving, but they weren't like footy players of note. No. No, no. They were servicemen and women, yes. either past or current. Yeah. So, um, and of course, as the cars started to come around, you can just see everyone along the all the way through the MCG, yep. just stands up like a, a reverse Mexican wave. Oh, that's awesome. Because no one sits down again. It just goes up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, you know, like bedroom antics. <laughs> <laughs> um, but it was just great because as they're going around, everyone's just standing and just, just Give applauding. Give applause, yeah. All the way through. It's just actually a wonderful thing to be part of. I love that stuff. And it's really interesting because we don't tend to acknowledge or recognise our servicemen and women as much throughout the rest of the year in Australia as they do in, say, the Americas. So when I went to uh, the States, my wife's grandfather um, was uh, Chief Master Sergeant mm -hmm. in the United States Air Force. Uh, and a Chief Master Sergeant is the highest rank an enlisted man um, can get. And it was interesting because he had on his car the the stripes that signify his rank. Yeah, okay. Just as a little sticker, and it sat in the top left-hand corner of the windscreen. Yep. And we would pull up. We went to Travis Air Force Base because they they do a lot of for the veterans there, and you, there's a commissary. They so sang a few good songs, Travis. Yeah, they did. Yeah. Um, <laughs> they've got a they've got a cafe and restaurant, and there's a medical facility and a hospital and. And um, a commissary, so it's like a big fucking shopping center and all that mm -hmm. kind of stuff. And we rocked up, and the first thing the guy did, looked at the car, saluted, and said, Chief Master Sergeant, how can I help you today? Yeah. And now, we this, don't get that here. We don't and this see was that. a man who was in his 70s at the time. Yep. And wherever we walked, well, sorry, wherever we drove, there were car spots designated for that rank, mm -hmm. and only Chief Master Sergeants could park in those car spots. And anyone who recognized who he was, would always address him as Chief or Chief Master Sergeant. Yep. There's just something about it, isn't there? Fuck. I mean, Americans, they do love their flag and their, and their They forces. are patriotic. Very much so. And I actually, I kind of love that about it. Like, yeah. It's something that, unless you've been over there and seen it in action, mm. you don't understand how, I suppose, humbling in a way it is. Like, There's yeah. a, an absolute respect there that we don't see over here. America! But we're, we're very different Fuck too, obviously, yeah. in Australia. But the couple of ones that um, stood out for me, and I've probably <clears> spoken about <throat> in the last 400 episodes we've done on the podcast at some yep. stage, was that uh, when I had my first trip to America, drove to Vegas. Yes. Um, I stopped at a just a Macca's on the way just to stop the car, and I thought, oh, I better check out American Macca's yep. early. Oh, fuck. <laughs> and I'm in there just looking at the things, and you know they don't have hamburgers, they have sandwiches. Yes. Fucking, they're a fucked up country. <laughs> um, but, it's um, not a singer. A couple of army boys have come in. Yes. And everyone's just moved out of the way and let them go straight to the front. Yeah. 
Like, there was no, oh, God, now I'm going to have to wait longer. There was nothing. No. It was just absolute respect. Yep. Uh, and the other one that really stood out for me was when I seen Three Doors Down. Mm-hmm. And um, because they're a very patriotic band, mm-hmm. they love their stars and stripes and yes. everything, army and, you know, respect, respect, respect. Um, and, you know, when they'll always throw, like, the, the picks or they'll throw the drumsticks into the crowd and it's just like friggin' Day yeah. of the Dead with zombies. That, <laughs> exactly. There's a fresh corpse. and they Stacks just, on. Stacks on. <laughs> um, he actually picked one of the guys out because he was in his forces gear. Yes. Um, pointed him out through the drumstick. And it fell before him, but everyone yes. just moved out of the way and waited till he actually went and grabbed it. Dang. Like that's... At a concert. At a concert. Like where people throw down over yeah. a, a guitar pick. Pretty much. So, yep. you know, it's just that level of respect that we don't get here. And I mean, I mean, they lose so many lives through their, their army and their, their shit fighters. air force and all the rest, obviously. <laughs> they're just shit at fighting. Yeah. <laughs> and they get, in, they get in fights they probably shouldn't be in. That's terrible. It just is. Yeah. But... um. Yeah, it's just there's something really humbling about it, though. Yeah. Um, Not that I like war. I don't like all that stuff, but no. I realise that, unfortunately, it's part of the world we live in. And I they know. are doing things, I can tell you now, that I don't reckon I'll be able to do. Oh, no, you and I definitely would have been manning the Homewood front. Yeah, we'd, like, we'd be bringing the sandwiches. <laughs> exactly. You boys right? You're right. <laughs> have Orange. cheese. Anyone yeah. needs oranges? <laughs> I've got some oranges. <laughs> You know, for a couple of bucks, I can sneak your beer. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Podcasting from the front. <laughs> and now, from the Russian front. <laughs> Bloody hell! They're bombing us again! <laughs> We're going to need another Daryl. Gone <laughs> <laughs> through a lot of them. Exactly. Because yeah, we keep sending him out. Because the, the really good fruit is in that field. Exactly. And you just got to go through a few trenches, grab a few of those apples, bring them back. back. <laughs> Daryl just can't keep his head down. Fuck with. Anyway. <laughs> He'll lose it one day. Um, Never ask a Daryl to do a man's work. Exactly. Mind you, there was one thing that I know that they started doing, and I think they do it in the US, and there was a thought that they were going to take up the trend, I suppose, or take up the 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 process. In the States, sometimes what they do is when you are boarding an aeroplane – they will board mm. military yep. personnel first. Yes. Um, out of a sign of respect. And that was going to potentially be adopted here in Australia. Fuck no, we don't want that shit. <laughs> because it's like, well, hang on. I get that these people have served their country. Yep. But what about the coppers? Mm. What about the nurses. ambos? What about the nurses? Yep. And bugger me, the teachers. What about Mrs. Frankly, Jones down the street that makes lamingtons? Exactly. <laughs> well, I, look, Mrs. Jones who makes lamingtons, whilst it is treacherous with all the <laughs> with all the coconut that she has to roll the lamingtons in, but if you look at Ambos, they've got one of the most dangerous jobs on the planet, mm-hmm. and they're never seeing anyone at their best, you know, and they don't even get a firearm to help <laughs> defend themselves. So I think we pretty much kibosh that on the spot because it's like no one's more important, and and I think. What happened was the the very Australianism of the RSL came out and went, nah, we <laughs> nah, nah. Is, like, is that their official response? That was their response. So the government said, you know, we're thinking about doing this. What do you think? The official spokesperson <laughs> for the RSL of Australia came out and said, nah. nah. <laughs> Actually, it was more like, what? What did he say? Nah, <laughs> sorry, not because I think they just went no. We we don't do this for any other reason than it's a calling, and we are no more important or less important than anybody else. So just like every other Australian, we'll stand there in line and do what we have to do, which I think is a very Australian stoic, yeah, point of view, and and that's where I think we get the tall poppy syndrome from. That's probably why we don't go to the level of the daily um, way we treat our veterans. We'll do it once a year, but fuck, if you try and pull that card, then it's not on the 25th of April. <laughs> Who the fuck do you think you are? There's no way known. I'm you a tire fitter. a cheeseburger exactly. before me. I've been in this line for five minutes. You exactly. just walked in. I have three kids here <laughs> and they run out of Sundays. Yeah. You want to <laughs> understand war? <laughs> I'll teach you fucking war! You look after these little bastards! 
bastards. Five minutes. You tap out, you bastard. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no, it's not going to work. No, it's just not. No. As Australians, we'll go, mm, no. We'll give you a day. We'll give you a full day, yeah. and you That's can right. have all of it. It's like Mother's well, Day. Well, half of it. You can have Ma- half the yeah, day. Yeah, like Mother's Day, okay? Mother's Day is a day when we, we love on our mothers. Yes. We we dote after them. We make sure that they feel as though they are loved because they brought us into the world and they've done remarkable things. Yes. Every other day, you'll fucking do what you're told. <laughs> <And on laughs> Mum, I need to get a lift. I'm drunk. Exactly. <laughs> and I don't know which way home is. Oh, Troy, you're in your 40s. You should be sorting this out by yourself. <laughs> <laughs> but I love it on Mother's Day. You get there and, and they go, let's do something special for mum. And dad goes, yep, you know what, love? I'll bloody cook. I'll do a barbie. <laughs> I'll bloody cook. So, so he goes out there with a pack of sausages, cremates the fuck out of them. But mum's still got to do the salads. <laughs> still sorts it all out. Potato salad, other vegetable, And she's also doing dessert. Yep. And who's doing the fucking washing up? Not dad, he's cooked. <laughs> Mum's got the day off, son. <laughs> Come out and cook so with me. Like... Oh, it really is. Yeah, so, you know, everyone gets a day. Everyone. You know, Father's Day. It's one day when we're like, love you, Dad. Every other day, it's, Dad, can you do this? <laughs> now. It's fine. Exactly. You know, so that's, that's there's no drama. <laughs> Mind you, that said, um, I had a lovely Anzac Day with my daughter. I think I told mm-hmm. you earlier. Um, I well, said... you've forgotten it already. We're only talking <laughs> half an hour ago, man. Exactly. How old are you? I'm so old. <laughs> um, no, we took, I, I gave both of my children, because I thought this year was going to be similar to last year, where we were going to stand at the end of the driveway and listen to the ABC telecast or radio cast of the service from the Senator in Canberra. Mm-hmm. And then Jake went, mm, no. Nah. He changed his mind at bedtime, went, I'm not getting up at that hour. That's not me. Now, he's only nine, so he doesn't get it. And my daughter, who's 10, went, yeah, you know what? Okay, I'll do that. You could you could have actually done it the other way. You could have done the Australian father. Like, you know what? You're fucking going. And you're going to, you're going to smile. <laughs> yeah, and you're going to enjoy it. You bloody oath you are. <laughs> we are going to keep taking these photos until you look like you're fucking happy. Yep. <laughs> you will stand there and enjoy, enjoy the entire New Zealand <laughs> anthem. <laughs> or we'll do it again. <laughs> In Greek. <laughs> Um, it goes for that long. Halfway through, you need a kiwi. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, but my daughter said yes. She goes, "Yeah, I'll do that, Dad." And so, when I before I went to bed, I realised that they were doing a full service at Alveston, and so I woke my daughter up half an hour earlier, and we both trotted off and sort of did the dawn service. And she just thought it was brilliant. She thought it was really, really good, and she got to hear. There was this wonderful woman who's a history teacher. Um, who got up and then spoke about her? I think her great aunt, who served in World War One. Okay. I. I do like that with the local uh, events that happen on the Anzac Day. You do get those localized stories. Yeah, well, her great aunt had served as a matron, and then within months of being a full blown matron, war was declared, and within six months, she found herself pretty much at the front, hmm. nursing. You know, and then. We saw out the whole war and then came back to Australia and had been involved in World War Two and blah, blah, blah. Um, doesn't make COVID it, feel so bad, does it? No, it just really doesn't. <laughs> well, you got to isolate a bit. Yeah. Can't fly as much. And it was... Got to scan a QR code. And, uh, yeah. <laughs> I didn't do that. Makes it in Gallipoli. Like, Chris, you, mate, you can't go to that trench until you, you scan this so we can track and trace where you are. Can you blokes socially distance those trenches? <laughs> socially distancing trenches. I'm, I'm, I'm sorry, Captain. We can't storm the hut. That's an SDT. And it's socially distinct trenches. I'm sorry, Captain. We can't go over the hill because we will be too close to the enemy. <laughs> All right, lads. I fixed the very long bayonets. <laughs> and if you can also just get some cotton yes. and tie it between you, make sure that you don't have that loose. Yeah, as long as <laughs> that'll it... be one hundred point five. <laughs> exactly, <laughs> but make sure you use the long bayonets. <laughs> anyway, sorry, Matt interrupted. Um, yes. Yeah, but she really enjoyed it and actually said, "Dad, I really want to do this every year." Yeah. So that's great. We will we'll go to Alveston and do our it's dawn service there. Do. Um, but it was really, really good and a massive turnout. Like, uh, not quite 78,000 at the MCG, but close. Mm. I um, I only just thought about something before when you talked about getting up early. Mm. Um, my weekend nearly didn't happen. 
What happened? Did you I, sleep in? I did the most rookiest error. Oh, I did the kind of thing that not even Daryl would do. You looked at your landing time and thought that was your departure no, time? No, I didn't do that. Okay. But I, um, one thing I had to do was I had to stay up a little bit later than I planned because I had to watch the final episode of Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Of course you did. So that had to happen. Have you seen it yet? Oh, how good Let's is it? Let's talk about it later. Mm-hmm. We don't want to spoil that for anyone. No. But oh my God. <laughs> <sighs> anyway, moving on. Um, so I stayed up. I watched that. Went yes. to bed. It was about probably 10.30, I suppose. Um, <laughs> a little I late night, you the alarm, I was sitting for, I think, about quarter past five. That was my alarm time. Yes. Um, that way I wasn't going to be rushing. So I didn't fly out of Launceston until late 45. Mm-hmm. So if I can head off, you know, about six o'clock. Yes. Grab some Macca's breakfast on the way. Because yep. cruise down plenty of time. Just in case you have that. I've always said, a loud enough time if you get a flat tire, you don't panic. Mm-hmm. Yep. That's how I always kind of look at it. So that's fine. So set the alarm, blah, 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 done. I forgot when I set the alarm, because I used my normal work one, but mm. I just changed the time. I forgot that I only had that Monday to Friday. So no, I had no alarm to go off Saturday morning. So I've, oh, shit, I've woken son. up, and that's kind of a little bit dark. So I thought, I wonder now what time it is. I'll do a quick check. 5.44. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> so I ended up leaving at about 20 past 6, which was fine. It still gave me plenty of time. Yep. Um, what did you need I'm to th- do in that time? 5.44 to 6.20. I'd get it. I, I, could, be I, out, I but, could be out the fucking I door. I wasn't rushing like mad because That's I didn't well done, need comrade. to. <laughs> but I got up and had a shower and then finished packing the bag. Do your and, hair and yeah, look put your curls in. It's not even like you made breakfast. <laughs> I could have been... I literally look, woke if my... If I needed to, I could have just grabbed my shit and gone. Yeah. Um, but I thought, it's okay. Look, I, I don't need to go until this time. It's no okay. panic. But I had that moment of... Fuck, if I had not woken up, mm. and I'd woken up at, say, 7 o'clock. That's it. Gone. Gone. The whole weekend would have been disappeared. Disappeared. Yep. <laughs> That's actual words. Yes. New words. Disappeared. <laughs> um, French for disappeared. Yeah, pretty much, yeah. So, nearly ended before it started. Look at you, your mm. internal biological clock. But that's off. obviously my normal sort of wake up, I reckon, of a morning. So I'm, I'll normally wake up of a morning and then think, oh, cool, it's still dark or whatever else. So yep. I'll doze off again and the alarm will go off later. Mm. So I reckon that quarter to six must be around about my standard... Wakey-wakey <laughs> wakey, time. Wakey-wakey time, yeah. <laughs> So, mm, could have been a tragedy. Tragedy! Might have called this entire podcast off because I would have been so saddened. <laughs> you just would have been like, yeah, what'd you do? No, no, no. Nothing. I just, just watch, watch footy on television. Yeah, just yeah. nothing. Really glad there was that helicopter over the top that I could see all that stuff going on. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but in three days' time, when they get when you get a phone call saying we've had a case of the oh, MCG, it'd be so annoying if it happened. Oh, wouldn't it ever? But that's the risk we all take. Well, well exactly right. That's the risk that seventy eight thousand people took. Yes. Now, mm. Mr. Barnes, I have unfortunately a very blank Whoa. look at my student countdown diary from nineteen ninety. Time for the guru, but I will go through this. Did you could possibly have a girlfriend during that period? That means you weren't doing anything else other than spending time with love. Mm, possibly, I was. <laughs> I was a man about ten. <laughs> I was uh, well versed in the ladies, especially doing chess club like I did. Oh. <laughs> it got him around. You though, mm. chess club now with Queen's Gambit and all that kind of stuff. Fuck, go chess off. Chess club would kind of be cool now. Almost, <laughs> if you're a girl. Yeah. Yeah. I look at this. If it's a girl playing checkers, it still works. <laughs> it still works. Just a girl. <laughs> <laughs> you don't even need a game. <laughs> Just a girl. Oh my God, it's a girl. <laughs> uh, so I'll go through the birthdays right this year, uh, this week. Uh, Roy Orbison, born in 1936, was Roy. born on the 23rd. 24th was Barbara Streisand. Yentl herself. She was a pretty woman. Yeah, she was. <laughs> she was a weird. She was a bit strange, actually. Her. She really had quite a. Unique. A significant profile. Mm. Mm. Yeah, nice. Well um, Andy Bell from Erasia. Andy Bell. Born 1964. I don't even know Andy's name. Can like, I just say quickly too, um, I noticed on the old Netflix, uh, a quite a new film was about to drop with Nicole Kidman. Mm. Uh, BMX Bandits. Oh, <laughs> fuck. And that, I'm would in. Go, that would go back to about when this diary was around. No. That would have been late 80s, B- wouldn't it? No, BMX Maybe... Bandit was 1982. 82, was it? Because Jesus. 
And here we go. Well, I think we've had this conversation because in BMX Bandits, mm. um, I think Nicole wrote a BMX that was called her character oh, was you called. You mentioned this before. Her character was called Judy in BMX Bandits. Judy, correct. Wow, that's a very that's Australian. A very, that is a very nineteen eighties Australian name, Judy. Judy. And the Judy is a mole. Hey, Judy. (laughs) Don't get me wrong. Make a shit bike and make it better. Um, But the Judy bike is a 1982 uh, Mulvan Star Chromo. Um, And those little bikes, now, if you have one in schmicko condition, a couple of grand. A couple of grand. Mine is not in the schmicko condition, but it's still... (laughs) It's the same bike, effectively, yep. um, just in a different colour palette. And so my bike came from and are you the Nicole Kidman in the story? I really am. Well, I'm the only <laughs> one with red hair. Um, now, Dion Eddy, born in 1938. D-U-A-N-E. 1938? Sorry, I've got to Google that. Who, yeah. What the hell are you? D-U-A-N-E. Get rid of it. D U A N E. Yep, and then last name E D D Y. Probably one of the most famous person in the world. I don't know. American guitarist. For whom? Um, Starship. American guitarist, like 50s. He sold 12 million records by 1963. Well done. But, um,. Yeah. Still alive, too. Oh, well, good for you. 83. Bang. Dwayne. Dwayne. Uh, 27th of April, Sheena Easton was born in 1959. That's a name I'm a bit more familiar with. Yes. Uh, Mr. Jimmy Barnes himself is born on Saturday the 28th in 1990. Well, he wasn't born in 1990. Uh, 1956. Mm-hmm. So happy birthday, Jimmy, coming up. And Simon Edwards was born in 1958. It's Simon Edwards. Fairground attraction. Okay. Yeah. So that's it. That's all that happened for is this week it? in wow, my 1990. I did have written on the 25th holiday, and I'm assuming that's because it was Anzac Day. That so would make sense. Because it was a Wednesday, which would have been perfect. I thought maybe you were singing Madonna songs that day. Yeah. Celebrate. It got to be Anyway, so there you go. That was it, mate. The, wow. uh, the Countdown Student Diary. Is not giving us that much. You brought a lot to the table last week, though. I really did. Circle was round and has no end. And, and that's how long just... I'll be your friend. But yeah. I have a couple of things for you, Mr. Right, Barnes. Get me excited. Because I've chatted a lot about my stuff. Yeah, I'd like to... Get I'd, your gear out. I want to Show know, me what you got. <laughs> I want to know your thoughts on something that no one is asking you the question on. <laughs> oh, shit. Okay. Yep. Righto, you've thought so, about this. Oh, I haven't, oh, but right. it's probably contentious, but who cares? Oh, contentious. Contentious. Righto, bring it on. Woo! So We're back. <laughs> there has been a show that's been around for 32 seasons. Yeah. Ding, 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 ding. Simpsons? Correct. Mm-hmm. Now, there has been, when it first came out, everything was okay. <laughs> Because yeah, okay. we, we didn't care about what other people who didn't look like us thought. True. Yep. 2020's come around and we kind of care a bit more about what other people who don't look like us think. And there was a Netflix special that came out. I think it was Netflix or a, um, a show that came out and basically said that the character of a, a poo. Mm-hmm. Um, who ran the Quickie Mart. Yeah, it was not voiced by a man of colour. was not voiced by a man of colour and also was a very racially tainted stereotype of yeah, Indian okay. Americans. Yep. And so in that, what's happened is that um, the person who, who... Who does the voice of... Um, oh, I wish I had the information. What's his name? Oh, Hank Azra. Okay. Did the voice of... Um, Apu, and I think Hank actually does a couple of other voices, has come out and basically apologised to everyone in India. 1.6 billion people. Like, that's a... Individually? Like, just yeah, one, ring called, everyone? Door to door. He's hired a call centre. 
Um, and just send out random voice messages to people like the politicians. No, he's used the Homer um, predictive dialer, the telemarketing machine that Homer <laughs> used in one of the episodes. Um, and basically says, look, you know, look, the way the character was written and the way I portrayed it, it probably wasn't, you know, copacetic. Um, and now the Simpsons are moving towards making sure that the person who is the voice actor mm-hmm. physically represents the person that they are voicing. Yep. So if they're going to get an Apu, that person will be Indian American. Yep. Um, not American Indian, because that's a different type. It is. Yes. Um, my question to you is this, Mr. Oh, Barnes. Contentious questions with Joe Mather. Well, one, do you think that they will still have an Apu? Because you have the stereotype of a poo. Because he's kind of he's the kind of the quickie mark guy, isn't Thank he? you'll come again. Mm. Like that's the thing. Yep. Um has a temple of for Ganesh in the back room or whatever. And look, they might want to get an Indian American to play it, but that person probably won't play the character the same way. It won't be written the same way. Yep. Will it be something that people will engage with? Or do you think that if they do make it more representative of, you know, the young Professional, well, because fuck, you, if you're a young professional, you're not working in Quickie Mark. Like, so my other question is this: so that's that. Do you think that it's going to make a difference? Do you think? How do you feel about that? Or do, is it just like you know what? Not my monkeys, not my circus. And it I is did, a tough and, one. And actually, that really came out a lot <laughs> racially. Yeah, no, no, that, I, yeah, that, that wasn't meant to be targeted that way. No, not at no. all. Um, um, yeah, but. It is a tough one because I've I've heard this one a bit now. There's a few other animated shows that have gone down the similar route, mm-hmm. in which they've actually said that you know if there is someone of a certain descent, certain um, ethnicity, eth- yep, ethnicity, or um, even sexual orientation, well, that as well. Um, so that that's where I get a little bit mixed up because it's a little bit like um, okay. So one of the big things that has been going on for a, probably a couple of decades now. Mm-hmm. I know there's been a lot of really top great actors that have actually starred in the their movie or whatever um, as yes. a gay man. Yes. Um, actors um, as in male actors. Yes. Um, and they felt that to be a really challenging role to be able to embrace that and actually be true to it, et cetera, et cetera. Sure. And there's been some great roles. Jared Leto, for instance, was fantastic as a transsexual in mm-hmm. uh, Dallas Buyers Club. Yep. Was fucking amazing. But the argument now is that um, should straight people be playing these roles mm. or should we actually get people who are not straight who, are, who identify as who identify, LBGT is that exactly right but here's the reversal of that though if that's mm. the case then does that mean then that a a bisexual person or a gay person should not play a straight person see there's the thing and that's the my question if you reverse to you it is back this. I don't know my question is this to anyone who believes that you must only represent the character that you play in real life. You must have that same orientation, that political belief, that that visual well, appearance. Yeah, political belief. That you have visual appearance. Trunk? Name me one other actor that could have done Philadelphia Story better than Tom fucking Hanks. Well, there you go. Perfect example. Philadelphia. I mean, come on. Yeah. I mean, come on. <laughs> now... Tom has been critically acclaimed for that role. Fucking genius. Not gay. Mm. And my other question will be... Don't start that, with you, though. Yeah, true. <laughs> but my, my other question will be then to the other side of the coin is, will they now get a 10-year-old boy to voice Bart Simpson and not a 45-year-old woman well, or a 50-year-old well, woman? See, that, that's a perfect example. Because what you've got with animation... Yes. Is you have professional voiceover artists. Actors. Yeah, they they, <laughs> they basically that is their job. Acting. They do different voicing. <laughs> yes. Um they will voice animated characters. That's just that's what they do. Um and they do a fucking amazing job. Absolutely. Because Could you, you imagine never, Family Guy without Seth. Yeah, I mean you would never pick um from an animated character from the voice, you would never mm. pick most of the time unless it was someone recognizable. Correct. Who the hell is voicing that character? Exactly right. You wouldn't do it. Um, unfortunately, they don't have the same uh, professionalism and amazing work done when they uh, overdub 
foreign movies. No, and I, and I wish they would do those oh, better. Heaven to maybe that's what they need to concentrate on because animation stuff spot on. Get yeah. those people to do the overdub <laughs> movies <laughs> because it's just I just I can't watch them. Don't have a I, cow, I've man. got to watch it with subtitles. Yeah, it's it's easier to read because you can read it and you still hear their voices and it matches their expressions and their emotions and everything. Yes, you overdub it with someone who isn't really even taking any notice of what's on the screen and they're not acting the role. They're just saying the lines. And English is either the second or third language, mm. so <laughs> there's still just, a reasonably thick oh, accent that goes along with it. It's just like fuck, but. One of the coolest things that happened recently, and we discussed this, I'm going to mm. go back to Falcon, Falcon and Winter Soldier yes. briefly, with no spoilers. No spoilers. Uh, there was an actor, um, and I'm, if I've got this incorrect in pronunciation, uh, Desmond Chaim. Highly likely. Uh, C-H-I-A-M, Chaim. Smith. <laughs> it's pronounced Smith, mate. But he is. Desi Smith. Um, I don't know, where is he actually? F- I don't know it's going to tell me on. It probably won't tell me on um, IMDb exactly where his parental lineage yeah, comes it, from. Yeah, it doesn't actually say it. But he has um, an Asian appearance. Yes. Um, oh, the Aussie bloke. Yeah. Um, he's Australian, and he talks with a thick Australian accent. It'd Once be again, like listening to us. Yeah, if, exactly. If you didn't see what he looked like, you would think he's a typical Aussie, typical Aussie guy from down the road having a barbecue. Which legitimately... He actually is. And he is. But this is where this is the conundrum a little bit mm. because he is the exception to the rule where it shows that it doesn't matter what you look like. Yes. Um, you can be anyone. You can. It depends on where you grow up, basically. Well, exactly. All he's known, obviously, is Australian. Well, that's the funny thing. I we've mentioned it before I came to Mel- from Melbourne to Tassie to play golf with a friend of mine. Um Willie Pang is his name. Mm-hmm. Now Willie was originally born in Hong Kong, um, and both his Parents are from Southeast Asia. So his physical appearance is that of someone who is from Southeast Asia. But he moved out here when he was a young fella, like I think sub 10. Yep. And he, where he lived, he didn't want to stand out um, as being the, the Asian kid who couldn't speak the language, mm-hmm. which when he arrived, he couldn't. Um, so he quickly and learned. And once again, we're talking, I mean, how many decades ago now? 35 years ago. Yeah. Probably, yeah, a bit more. Very different world 35 years ago. Correct. And so he quickly adopted a very broad Australian accent from all the kids he hung out with at school. So his his vernacular and his cadence of his speech and the way he sounds is no different to you and I. Like, you couldn't pick any... You would not know that he wasn't natively brought up in Australia and speaking the language, that he's learnt this behaviour. Yep. We went out a night on the town in Burnie... <laughs> And look, to say that the place that we went to was whitewashed would be <laughs> an understatement. Yeah. There was another person there who did appear to be, have parentage from Southeast Asia, somewhere along the line, who basically looked at him as if to go, the fuck are you doing here? <laughs> and we met this guy who was drinking Jack Daniels and orange juice. Now, roadies, don't knock it till you tried it. Because I'm telling you, it's not as shit as it sounds. But he was on the Jack Daniels and Orange Juice, and he's looked at me, and he's looked at Willie, and not my Willie, the guy I was with. And I'm not saying anything no. there. And he's looked at us, and he's gone, uh, where are you from? And I've looked at Willie, and now we'd just played golf down the West Coast. So it was his first view of the West Coast of Tasmania. And as quick as a flash, Willie's gone, Tuller. <laughs> oh, uh... The look on this guy's face, who was legitimately half cut, was his head exploded of going, fuck, your physical appearance doesn't match where you've told me. And you've named Tuller? <laughs> like, that's pretty fucking random. Tuller. And then he's looked at me and I've gone, yeah, and I'm from Hong Kong. Fits <laughs> pretty well too. <laughs> Tuller. So, so to answer your question, mm, what do you reckon, big um, fella? I do, I do understand. I do kind of agree with taking away that really, kind of really bad stereo, stereotypical kind of attitude of the quickie mark kind of guy. I get that. Yep. Um, because I don't know. I'd like to think that as a race, we kind of do grow a little bit. 
Yeah. And, and like if I was someone who was Indian and all I'm seeing is the guy that says, you know, thank you, come again. Well, that's what it's, most people have, for the last 32 years have thought. Indians who work in a supermarket in America are a poo. Yeah. So I get that. Yeah. Um, but the, the question I'm going to come back with, and this is a very serious question, mm. is that who's now going to voice Brian on Family Guy? Well, exactly. Find a dog that can talk Dogs like that. Dogs don't talk. Stewie, for example. Work that shit out. Stewie. <laughs> Fucking Stewie. Exactly right. You find me a toddler who's got that vocabulary, yep. good luck. Yeah. So that's going to be and, tough. And with the working with children, they can only do a couple of hours at a time. They're yep. not in the studio for hours upon hours upon hours. So I think there's going to... Where's the line, Joe? Where's the line in <laughs> the sand? The fucking line? There's a line in the sand, um, you know, intelligent babies and talking dogs. I don't know. I tell you what, it's not a word that I wouldn't want to be a part of, though. Um, who's going to voice um, C-3PO in a new Star Wars movie? Are we going to get a droid? Are we going to mechanicalize the voicing? I think I think you can. You probably can. It's Stephen Hawking. But- <laughs> <laughs> He's got oh, a voice emulator. Jesus. Okay, too soon. <sighs> no. No. <laughs> no. No. People have been taking the piss out of Stephen Hawking for a long time. Because he's incontinent. No. So, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know where he lives. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Stephen. Sorry, mate. You're dead and we shouldn't pick on you. I would love to see Stephen Hawking. Uh, Stephen Hawking, is he? Did he die? Yeah, he did, didn't past, he? Yeah. Mate. Yeah. I would love to have seen him sing the New Zealand anthem. <laughs> I think that would have been great. And get halfway through and run out of batteries. <laughs> uh, that's exactly what it happens. It's so fucking long. He's going to need to get in bed with Elon Musk from Tesla to get some of those batteries just to be able to pay all the voice simulator to be able to be. God loves New Zealand. Do you reckon Elon Musk? <laughs> do you reckon he might do a weekend at Bernie's with Stephen Hawking? <laughs> Because it'd be easy to do, because you, you could just program what he says mm. and just get a few things on his chair to make him move a bit. <laughs> Jostle him around a little bit. Yeah, be right. And well, it was he- interesting. I, I, I read something about Stephen Hawking, and they said to him, because obviously when he got the voice emulator or the voice, the voice that he got given, it was when technology was at that point. Yeah. And then technology's advanced and advanced and advanced and advanced, and Stephen had that that keyboard to talking for I think decades and the question was posed to him well why don't you upgrade and I, I'm, I'm going to guess the answer yeah because people knew his voice yeah he goes because this is my voice yeah and it's true because people would know it this is how I, I sound if I heard that I'll go out Stephen Hawking yeah because if you then changed it and so he sounded like you know Barry White what's well, like um, the movie Her Mm-hmm. When Joaquin Phoenix falls in love with his operating system, yes, and the operating system is voiced by Scarlett Johansson, mm-hmm. which not um, a bad thing to have. It works. Yeah, it works. You know, I mean, It'll get you across the line. I mean, if I had a choice for a voice for a sex robot, <laughs> yep, that'd be up there. <laughs> it would be better than James Earl Jones. I can tell you that for darn <laughs> too, and certainly fucking not Stephen Hawking. <laughs> I, I used to have the, I used to have the old Jones one, yes. um, but apparently um, Darth Invader. <laughs> As a model discontinued now. So <laughs> Could you imagine could you imagine the voice emulator sexy talk from Stephen Hawking though? Oh wow. <laughs> uh, no. No. Actually, a- and I'm not gonna do it. No. I I don't think we'll give it That's, justice. I think I've I've walked up, I've looked down, and there is the line. Yeah. And I really I, I, I want to. I want to cross the line, but I'm not going to. Look, if we had a little, like a little voice emulator thing that we could just put on the mic, yes, we could probably do it, but we won't. But we won't, because you know what? Everyone, We're respectful, and fucking everyone's already done it in the head anyway. Exactly right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear me. Well, on on that note, mate, that's that's about us. That's us. Unless you've got something hell. exciting to add. No, I won't. No. But I will leave you with. A- uh, Next week. Oh, I thought you were going to say it's a post-credit scene. No, <laughs> it's not fucking Marvel. We used to actually do some of those once. Remember that ages ago? You know why? We, way, 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 way back. back, back in the day. Do you know why we don't get the post-credit scene anymore? Uh, why is that? Because we're no longer on Skype. Why would that make any difference? Because you and I would start our conversation, and I would record. Yep. And you would record, and then we'd talk. Yes. And we'd have this conversation. We do our podcast, and then. We're down, and I'm and I'm Joe and I'm trying with the Seth Rogers. Yeah, it's what they are. 
And then you and I would keep on talking. Oh, yeah, I'm with you. Yes, we would, because that was our catch-up. Yeah, we'd have a catch-up yep. either before or after. And, and we kept talking on the computer. And then, and then some of that would be still captured. And so whatever was still captured at the end of it, I'd get to listen to. <laughs> and sometimes there'd be fucking nuggets of gold in there. <laughs> um, and so I'd just put them in as a post-credit scene. Yeah. I but, mean, that's going way back in, I reckon, the 20s. Yeah, oh, easily. That, that's way back at the start. Yeah, they are hidden gems. Before rarities. we were as professional Exactly. And amazing as we are now. And top tip, Road, is if you actually don't know what we're talking about with the post credit scene, if you're one of those listeners who goes, hear us sign off, and then you hear the music, and then that's it, you stop your podcast. Some of those earlier episodes have probably got, you know, 10, 15, 20 seconds. Actually, there's probably a lot of people that don't realise that. Yeah. Because you'd hear the music, yeah, switch it off. Yeah, exactly. Cool. We'll Easter listen to you next week. Maybe. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> Maybe. If I'm still alive. Um, so, yeah, but now we finish, and then we stop the and computer, and that's it. So... Yeah, so bad luck, you fucking miss out. Yeah. Suckers on ya. Yeah. Anyway, I'm Joe. I'm Troy. And we are the South Road Boys. We certainly are.